Nothing like living for God. And becoming and doing what God wants us to be. Amen. Uh, I'm going to turn to Exodus tonight. Chapter 14. Read a few verses of scripture here. Just talk to us here a little bit. Well, how much? Or we'll just see what happens. That's all I know. Exodus 14, verse 13 through 15. These are incredible scriptures. If you are reading your Bible through, you probably have read this verse very, very recently. It would be my guess. You've read through a portion of this. Are you fixing to? Hey, should be passing already, so. Anyway, Exodus 14, 13 through 15 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Everybody say, Go forward. Go forward. Amen. One more time. Go forward. Go forward. That's what I want to talk about tonight. Go forward. Amen. Amen. Lord, bless us. Bless us tonight. Let us receive this. Lord Jesus, we give you praise and glory for it. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. We've ever lived in time to go forward. It needs to be now. We have been in the same spot um, in this world for too long. Um, people getting sick and people losing jobs and all this stuff. And uh, I know we're going to be as safe as we can, but we need to go forward. Um, as a church, we have been here too long. It's time to go forward. Amen. Um, we're, we got finally got our, our church uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're doing YouTube downloads, Facebook Lives, doing anything we can to get the word out. But what we need to, to realize that it's not all wrapped up in that. God's got a church in this city. Amen. God's got a church in this end time that we're living in. And for too long, we have been slaves to second best in our life. For too long, we've been, we've been slaves and stuck in one spot, Brother Brandon, individually, corporately as a church, and um, America in a whole. I think that's one reason the Lord allowed us to be kicked out of our churches for a little while last year. I hope we passed the test. My priest love has had it. But... Uh, this text that we read today, we see that the children of Israel, they had been slaves for over 400 years. But now it was time to not to be a slave no more. And I think that's why it's so hard for us sometimes. We come to God and we've been in this slavery to sin for so long that we get stuck in that. It's like it's hard for us to get out of that slave mentality, to get out of that place that we've been stuck at for so long. And I, I don't know about you, but I find it easy sometimes to, to uh, go back to that spot. It's my, it's my comfort zone. It's my, 
it's my cop out, it's my place I can go to. But uh, I think that just as we see in this text that I read tonight, that Moses said, look, okay, it's time to go forward. I think it's time for us to go forward to something new, something greater, to what God had to promise him. God's got some promises for us. And God's called us to take territory. He's called us to take territory. But we're comfortable in our spot. We're comfortable in this little place, enjoying where we are. But, but we need to get unstuck. And it's, it's time that we get uh, out of this place that we are and we get into where God wants us to be. Because God has called us to take territory. But we can't do it sitting here. I've started this year off talking a lot about going, and we're going to. Uh, our theme this year is to multiply. We we can't stay stuck in this spot. God wants to, as our, our theme scripture this year is blessing. I will bless thee and multiply. Will I multiply thee? But he, that won't happen if we just stay stuck. What well, won't happen if we just stay stuck in in the past? When we're stuck in the past, that's a time that has already gone by. It has elapsed. It's not here no more. We can't stay in that. We, uh, you've heard me say, Brother uh, Chester Wright made the statement that everything that God has for us is just far enough in the future that we have to let go of something in the past to get into it. And we're, we're so easy to hang on to some old ways, some old habits, to some old slavery, and we got to get out of that. And we, we seem to almost like we take one step forward, and then all of a sudden we're taking two steps back. And that's not really the will of God. I know we're going to have time where we're going to go back. It said that the you know, righteous man shall fall seven times, but yet he will arise. It seems like uh, we're, we're so good at walking in circles, or we're so good at uh, uh, just being stuck in this one spot. Jeremiah 7 24 says that they hearken not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the councils, and in the imagination of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. It's not the will of God for us to go backwards, Brother Brandon. It's the will of God for us to go forward. Yeah. Backwards is something behind us. Yeah. We need to be going, we don't need to be going backwards. We need to go forward. If I say go forward. Go forward. There's a reason why that little bitty mirror on our, uh, on our uh, windshield is so small. We just need to see enough in the in the rearview mirror to uh, make sure what we need to outrun, right? But the windshield is a lot bigger than the little bitty mirror that's there. Because the picture of what is forward should be bigger than what's behind us. But we get stuck in that backwards mode. And we uh, back, back, the back is it's, it's a password. Back is a password. It's something that we've done went by. I know every one of us driving down a road, you've uh, uh, you've seen something, and you know a lot of times instead of looking over here, what do you do? You look in the rearview mirror to see something that's behind you. And the problem with that is when we're trying to go forward, if you're always looking in that rearview mirror, you're going to wreck. We can't be stuck in that in that back spot. We've got to go forward. Matter of fact, Jesus made this very profound statement that is is a. Uh, it's kind of almost hard to take. Luke 9, 62, Jesus said, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is even fit for the kingdom of God. That's almost a troubling scripture because I've seen I've seen myself so many times 
Uh, like I grab a hold of this and I'm gonna I'm gonna pray more and I'm gonna read more and I'm gonna reach more and I'm gonna I'm gonna be better this, better than that. The next thing I know, I'll find myself relapsing and going backwards and, and not in the place that I need to be. And, and Jesus said, Look, if you put your hand in the plow and, and then you look back, you're not even to the kingdom of God. That's kind of a scary scripture. But the truth of the matter is, life is not always perfect. Right? Amen. Life isn't always perfect. When you think about plowing something, uh, you think about straight rows, straight lines, right? I, I know my, I, when I plant my garden, I'm not very good at it. Mine gets kind of crooked. But my grandmother, my, you see my dad do it, he'd, he'd take a string and he'd drive it in the ground and he'd take that string to the other side and he'd make sure that he had his row straight. And, and and we're not always real good. At, uh, uh, life's not always real good at keeping our lives straight, is it? Because life's not always perfect. And, and sometimes as we're plowing through life, rocks get in our way. And, and when the rocks get in the way, Brother Brandon, we're so easy to go, either go around it or, or either just quit altogether and say, you know, it, this is too rocky, I can't do it. And you know what? They don't do that when they're plowing. When they're plowing and they hit something that's kind of rough and rocky, they don't just stop and say, well, this, this is it. I'm done. And, and we've got a lot of people that when they hit that certain spot with God, we have that as individuals and as a church. I, I think that what's what we've seen here in our place is we've hit this, these rocks and, and, and we're either trying to go around them or, and, and, uh, or we just stop moving it off. When the rocks get in the way, we need to move them. We need, we need to get them out of our way and keep on going forward because we can't afford to be looking back and going to something back to something that we don't need in life. And we're looking this year to multiply. We want our church to multiply. We want ourselves to multiply. We want to have a, a greater uh, capacity in our city, a greater voice, a greater uh, um, presence in our city. And it has to start with us. It's got to start with us individually. And, and if we're looking to multiply this year, it has to start with a change in us as an individual. And we cannot change until we move on and go forward. Yeah. We can't change if we're not willing to go forward from where we are. We, we, we can go forward, uh, uh, it seems like, uh, until it seems like we get emotionally stuck in our lives. Now, we're not hitting physical rocks in our life. We hit emotional rocks. We hit emotional things that that kind of back us up. And we can't go forward until we uh, get emotionally unstuck from our thinking of and our living of what yesterday brought us. Right. And in order for us to go forward, we've got to emotionally uh, get unstuck from that place and go forward. And how, how do we become emotionally, uh, how, how do we become emotionally stuck? I was looking, doing some searching, and uh, uh, but let, I'll get to that in a second. Let, let's look at our text here a little bit. In the verses that I, I read in our opening text, we, we see that as Pharaoh got closer 
the Israelites looked up and first they're excited. They've been delivered out of Egypt. And they're, they're, Brother Brandon, they're, they're running with excitement. Look, we finally got over slavery. That, that's, that's the way living for God is. That's how any great victory is in our life. We, we have this great uh, like momentum which is pushing us and building us. And then we run into our first obstacles in our life. And we hit that obstacle, and then all of a sudden this is where we see the uh, children of Israel. The Israelites, they, they looked up, and, and here was Pharaoh coming after them. And the Egyptians were on their backside, and they were, they were terrified. And they began to cry out. And verses preceding my text tonight, they said to Moses, said, Moses, was it not because there weren't graves in Egypt? That you brought us out here to the desert just to die. Why? What have you done to just bring us out of Egypt? <laughs> now they're saying, didn't we say to you uh, uh, in Egypt, just leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? This is what they're saying in the verses preceding the one that I read, read to us tonight. They said, wouldn't it have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. And this story in Exodus, it's, it's a great example how we can get free from those things that emotionally get us to be a slave to second best. Amen. And we become emotionally stuck where we can't go any farther. In this Exodus story, that's the whole meaning of the word exodus. They're exiting out of Egypt. They're exiting out of their sin. And we all need to have an exodus in our life right now. And we need to exit out of the uh, emotional things that's got us stuck in the past to where we can get in the future where God wants us to be. What, what does it mean to be emotionally stuck? The Israelites they were in a difficult spot. Next is chapter 14. One side behind them, they had the Egyptian army. At that time, the most powerful army in the world. And they were closing in on them. And on the other side was the Red Sea. Beyond that was their promise. So they found themselves where their promise was hindered by something that looked bigger than they were, and what kept them in slavery was behind them. There was no easy way out. Exactly. They just want to rock in a hard place. Their choices were well, we're going to be crushed and captured by the Egyptian army, or we're going to drown in the Red Sea. Which we don't really see a choice. They wouldn't just go way down to the Red Sea. So, this is exactly what it feels like for us to get emotionally stuck. There are absolutely, seem like, no good choices. No good choices. We don't feel like we can go forward because the obstacle in front of us looks bigger. So, we don't go forward. So, what we end up doing, we just go back to what we know. 
We go back to what is familiar. We go back to a time before where we were bound, where we were comfortable, and it was easy. That's what it means to get emotionally stuck. Yeah. And we're living in a generation, specifically in our church, where we have just resorted back to what's familiar, back to a time where we was bound, but yet it's familiar, we know it, we're comfortable with it. And this is exactly what the Israelites did. They got mad. They told, they told Moses, they, matter of fact, they just claimed that they never wanted to be free from Egypt. What did you even come here for? Leave us alone. They, they just wished they were back where life was better for the moment. And a lot of times we have to tell we have people to come to church and Brother Brandon, you know, at first it's great, God is here. Then God kind of backs up a little bit and said, okay, let's see how serious you really are with living for me. He pulls back a little bit. He takes his hands off from a little bit. And all of a sudden we start feeling the pressure of hell after us. And the fact that there's an obstacle in front of us that's bigger than we're willing to press through. Yeah. And there are reasons that some of us uh, uh, that, that we're stuck. This, this is what I'm fixing to say. Is not, this is not original. It did not come from me. I found Doing some searching, this something that somebody said about this particular uh, uh, thought about how we get stuck. He gave four reasons why we get stuck. Number one is comfort. Comfort is where the primary focus of our life is minimizing the pain. We just want to be comfortable. The problem is there is no growth without pain. We will not multiply without pain. If you don't believe me, go ask Bethany tonight. Her family needed to grow, but she went through about 24 hours of some pain in her life. And you ladies know what I'm talking about. Amen. Brother Brandon's been on a journey to try to change some things in his life. And, and some, he's looking good. And God does some great things. But it come with some change. It come come with some pain, didn't it? You couldn't fall back into the comfortable place that you'd been. You had, you had to, you had to do. We got to endure some pain, but it, it, for us, we get emotionally stuck when we're get comfortable, and, and I'm not willing to uh, get beyond this uh, uh, place that I am. And, and it's a lot easier. I'll just minimize the pain. I won't worry about it. The other, other thing they said it gets us stuck is safety. That's where the primary focus of our life is minimizing the risk. We look at the risk, and it's uh, uh, the, the risk of going in the Red Sea seems to be greater than, than going back to slavery that we were living in. It's a whole lot easier to resort back into our own ways versus being uh, drowning some flesh in our life, submerging some things in our life, and going forward. But that Red Sea is a type of baptism. It's a type of cleansing some sin out of our life. And, and we're not willing to go through the process of cleansing some sin out of our life. We'll feel safety right where we are. Yeah. And here's another one that, that gets us stuck in, in, in this, uh, 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 this, this, this place. It's called control. Control is where the primary focus of our life is minimizing the uncertainties in our life. I, I can control this, so I don't want to go into something that's uncertain. Yeah. So this is my familiar spot that I can stay here. I'm comfortable with it, and, and I, I, I'm safe here, and I can control this. 
But the thing is, it gets us emotionally stuck, spiritually stuck. And, and then the, the last one they named here was status. It's where the primary focus of our life is minimizing the insecurities in our life. So we want to make sure we have status instead. But at some point, it seems we all just seem like we become emotionally stuck. And it's because of uh, it's because of fear, it's because of pain, it's because of risk, it's, it's because of uh, uh, the uncertainties in our lives, and we become emotionally, emotionally insecure in our world. Right. And if we're ever gonna go forward, we've got to realize that going forward don't always feel safe. Yeah, right. going forward doesn't always feel comfortable. Going forward, you don't always feel like you're in control and you really don't feel like you're status quo with everybody. When, when God really is propelling you to go forward, sometimes we got to just get out of that comfort or we'll find ourselves emotionally stuck in a place that is hard to get out of. But at some point, we've got to just decide, I'm not going to stay here. This is what happened to Moses when he when he tried to lead the Israelites out of uh, out of their longing to be back in the life of Egypt. They were longing to go back to that spot. They they're like, uh, okay, Moses, I, we we said we wanted to leave, but now that we realize this is going to be harder than I thought. Yeah. You know, I know I was in slavery, and I I know I was making brick, and I was. Doing everything they told me to do, but but now that I found this spot, my life's like I, I, it was a lot comfortable, more comfortable there. And this is how this is where we found ourselves in this hour that we're living in. Jesus is fixing to come back, brother Brad. Sister Janet, Jesus is fixing to come back. It's a whole lot more comfortable to. Uh, Sleep in or, or stay up late on your computer or your phone or whatever you do versus uh, finding some time to pray and, and finding some time to uh, 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 read your Bible. It's a, it's a whole lot easier sometimes to be uh, doing whatever your favorite little niche is into uh, <coughs> than to go out and invite people to church or, or go on a prayer walk somewhere or, or, or to do something like that. It's a whole lot easier just to grumble and complain about whoever's leading you Versus going forward. And we've got to go forward. Because we can't stay here. The enemy's behind us. And there's a big obstacle in front of us. But we've got to do something to get out of this stuck place that we are. Get out of this comfort. Get out of this uh, place that we are. And, and this is when Moses stood up in my text today in, in Exodus 14 and said Moses said to people fear ye not he said look don't be afraid I know that it may seem like your past is closing in on you and it may look like there's a great big obstacle in front of you but don't be afraid just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord you know what he's saying here he, he, he was saying look quit Freaking out over life and just let God work. Amen. Just quit getting all, uh, uh, just spazzing out over what's going on in your life and give me a chance. I brought you to this place. I can bring you through it. 
Yeah. He said, so fear you not. Won't you just stand still? Hold on a second. Hold your horses. Because sometimes we can't go forward until we just stand back and let God do something. Amen. Because a lot of times we I just got done reading about uh, Abraham when, when God said, Abraham, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a promised child. And when God don't work when we think he should work, what do we do? We try to intervene. And you know what? He calls an Ishmael to be in this world. He called the Israel to be in this world. And, and what happens if we're not careful, we'll create an Ishmael when, when, when uh, uh, you know, Sarah said, won't you go into my handmaiden? And he went into his handmaiden and she had a child. You know, God will let you do your own thing. But if you're not careful, you'll get emotionally stuck in this place. And this is where you find Abraham emotionally stuck, thinking, okay, I helped God out for the promise, right? But after a little while, God said, okay, that's not the promise. Yeah. That was you intervening in it. We go down through these deep tears in our life, and, and all of a sudden, God finally does come through with a promise, and here is Isaac, the promised child, and then you have Ishmael, the one that was the, the child of the flesh, begins to mock the promised child. Yeah. It's a type of the flesh mocking the spirit. Abraham stuck in this spot, Sister Penny, not recognizing. Thank goodness he had a wife that rose up and said, you need to send him away. But he's been a part of my life for 13 years. He got so emotionally attached to this thing. And I know we think about it almost thinks cruel. It's cruelty and everything. But God said, look, God spoke to Abraham to listen. You need to listen to her. What was he saying? He was saying, look, if you're not willing to send that flesh away, the spirit part will never, the promise will never come out of the spirit that I give. Yeah. Yeah. And you read in the text, when he went ahead and sent Ishmael away, God immediately came back to Abraham and confirmed the promise to him again. Yeah. But not until he was willing to expel that fleshly thing in our life. And this is what you and I have got to realize. That if we're ever going to go forward, there's some fleshly things in our life that we have to get out of our life. Even though they've been a part of our life for 13 years like Israel. Lord said, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. We've got to learn how to hold our peace sometimes. Just hold on to the promises of God. Verse 15 says, The Lord said to Moses, Wherefore Christ bow unto me, speaking to the children of Israel, that they go forward. We've got to get beyond this emotionally stuck place that we are. It's time that we go forward. We've got to go forward in our way of thinking. We have been thinking too small for too long. We must think bigger for our church. We must think Bigger for our home. 
We must think bigger for our family and for our life in general. We must expect bigger things to happen in our lives and in our church. We cannot go forward, hallelujah, when we're just thinking so small. Our God is not small. He's a big God. And we can't go forward when we're thinking about Egypt closing in on us and there's a big thing up here and we're making what's in front of us bigger than the God that we serve. They had just come through all the plagues of what God had done and they get to this and they think God can't take care of it. It's easy for us to look at them and say, think something about them, but we do the same thing. God brings us through battle after battle, and then we come to one of them. Well, this is too big for God. No, it's not. And we've got to be anticipating what God's fixing to do. We need to be anticipating that door's going to open up, and there's going to be some more Joyce's walk through the door. We've never been in the house of God. There's going to be some more random people that just walk through the doors. We gotta anticipate that God is gonna open a door for us every day to witness to somebody about Jesus and about the church, not just our church, but any church. Any church is preaching the truth. We we should want more for our family and for our church. Sister Jenna, it just my mind is blown that we come through this pandemic. We're still in the middle of this pandemic. We're in some of the hardest times our nation has ever seen. We're in, we're in a time that, uh, uh, you know, and I, people say, well, you didn't live in the Revolution of War. No, I didn't. So it is the hardest time I've ever seen in this nation. All right? It is the hardest time we've ever seen in our nation. It looks like Jesus is right on the cusp of coming back. And people, praise the Lord, are comfortable with staying home, comfortable with not praying, comfortable with not giving everything they got to God. We've got to want more for our family, for our church, for our lives. We must want God to do bigger and better things in our life. The Bible says that he will do what exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or even think. When is the last time we thought big? When's the last time we thought really big? Like, God, you're going to do something big this weekend. God, you're going to do something big in my life today. We've got to go forward with the way we're thinking. we got we got to wake up in the morning with a different mindset and say, God, this is going to be a good day. We got to be thinking this is a, this is a bad day. We got we got to be heading to the house of God with with uh, not just stuck in that uh, uh, emotional place where I'm just stuck here. We are, we're coming to the house of God, and you know what? The house is going to be full, and if it's not full, we're going to have good church anyway. We got to think bigger. We got to think God thoughts. We got to think God. You can do this. We've got to go forward with, 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 with our emotions, praise the Lord. We've got to go forward with our emotions. How do we do that? We control our emotions. Amen. Yeah, now everybody says, well, they made me mad. Well, if you'll read any kind of uh, book, if you want, about, about growing, uh, not necessarily just in God, but just about growing, period. Anybody who deals with psychology and all this stuff, they'll tell you that nobody can make you mad. That is a choice. Nobody can hurt our feelings. I said, Brother Orton, you know, I know better. I know that. Our, all of our feelings get hurt. 
But we've got to let God rule our feelings. Our feelings can't sit on our shoulders all the time. We can't let others rule over us by controlling our emotions. It is so easy to let other people control our emotions. <laughs> and we've got to be able to go forward with the Spirit of God controlling our lives. We can't go forward with our own emotions. This is what happened to the children of Israel when they got to that Red Sea and, and they forgot about what God had done with them for them in the past. And the only thing they was reaching back in the past for was what they considered good to the flesh, praise the Lord. But instead of, of reaching back and realizing what God had done for them, the only time we need to ever reach back in the past is when we're reaching back like David did when he encouraged himself in the Lord, when he reached back. And I had to think that he was thinking when, when they were threatening to, to stone him in Ziglag, he would thought back. The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. The only way he could have done that was reaching back, thinking about how God delivered him from the bear, delivered him from the lion, delivered him from uh, 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 from the lion, reaching back to the victories, praise God. That's the only time we need to reach back. It's for the victories that God has given us. If the children of Israel had reached back and said, you know what? God just brought us out, praise the Lord, with all these plagues, praise God, and propelled us and pushed us out, kept his hand on us in the middle of all the plagues. Matter of fact, he let us spoil the Egyptians. Yeah. They could have looked down and seen all the all the stuff around them that God gave them as they come out of Egypt, but instead they reached back to a comfortable place in their life. But if we're going to go forward, we're going to have to go forward with the Spirit of God, with a, with our thinking, thinking like God. Hallelujah. Not your emotions controlling us or somebody else's emotions. Somebody else controlling our emotions. We got to go forward in the spirit of God. We've got to be praying. We're not going to go forward if we don't pray. Amen. We have got to be fasting. If, if, if we're going to continue to grow, in the spirit, our prayer life needs to improve. Our fasting habits needs to improve. Our worship must improve. Our praise must improve. That's what's going to cause us to multiply in growth. It will cause the church to multiply and it will cause us to multiply in the city, praise the Lord. When we quit when we just get out of this place that we're stuck and we decide that we're going to go forward, we're going to move forward into the things that God has got for us, move forward in ministry, move forward, praise God, in loving people and, and, and treating people right and, and just reaching for the things of God. Going forward needs to become a very important attitude in our lives where it says, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to stay stuck in this spot. And after Moses says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We know the story. He throwed that rod in the air. And God began to blow with that east wind. And he blowed a pathway for them. 
And we'll stand still, Sister Jenny, and see the salvation of God. He's going to begin to let something blow in our life. We might not see it immediately, but we'll start watching. We're going to start seeing it part away for us. Hallelujah. It's going to part a way for us to go forward. And in 2021, we need to be going forward. We can't stay stuck in this place. We have to go forward. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 and 14. Uh, you may not know the reference, but as soon as I start reading it, you'll know what it is. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Paul said it very plainly. Look, this one thing I want to do, I've got to forget Amen. some things that are behind me. Why was he saying that? He said because he knows that they will, they will emotionally get us stuck when we are always thinking about <coughs> what is behind us. And he said, it's not enough to forget what's behind us. He said, but then you have to reach forth into those things which are before. And not just reach for anything. He said, but I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If we are to go forward, we have to forget and we have to press forward with Jesus. We have to press forward with the things of God. I, I love, I love to be able to walk in uh, Sunday and have the house full, but if it's not, I've got to go forward. I'd love to see a lot of the backsliders that uh, the ones that's backslid didn't even realize they're backslid. I'd like to see them come back in the house of God. But brother, brother David, they may never come back. So if they don't, then we've got to go forward. Amen. We've got to reach for We've got to reach for what God has for us. There is a promise that he has given us. There's promises that he's given every one of us. And we've just got to reach and go forward because we cannot stay emotionally stuck in this place any longer. We have to go forward, praise the Lord. And I believe that God is doing something great, praise the Lord. And we cannot stay stuck in this place any longer. Amen. And if we're going to get out of this spot as a church, it's going to come. What we're seeing this year, we're going to take first ourselves. We're going to multiply ourselves. It's hard to multiply when you just stand still. We've got to go forward. It's hard for our church to grow when everybody else is stuck in one spot. Amen. But when we start to grow individually, then we'll grow corporately. And the more the church grows, the more impact we're going to have on this city. Greater presence we're going to have in the city of Maryland. Amen. But we have a greater presence with God. And we have to get emotionally unstuck and get out of Egypt. Amen. It was a lot easier for Moses to get them out of Egypt than to get Egypt out of them. And God still finds it the same way with us right now. It's a lot easier to get us out of Egypt but it's not always easy to get Egypt out of us. Because yeah. Egypt was a place of comfort. It 
the place of uh, uh, being slave to second best. Yeah. Egypt was never designed for the children of Israel to live there. It was only designed to sustain them for a period of time. Every one of us have that Egypt in our life because, matter of fact, Joseph knew that when he was in Egypt. He said, look, one of these days y'all are going to leave this place. Don't you leave my bones here. Take my bones out of this place and take them with you. He knew that they were going to leave Egypt because they were never meant to stay there. Amen. It's time that we go forward. Amen, Stanley. Now I'm done tonight. The thought about it the last couple days about this night, what to say. This afternoon, as I typically listen to a book in the afternoon on my on my phone, my earbuds, and I just took took it out and just began to think and pray. I just kept feeling that go. And I've been feeling that ever since the beginning of the years to go. If you'll think back to the sermons that I've been preaching, I've been preaching go. As you go. And I just still feel like press is it's time to go forward. Gotta go. Amen. Amen. And Jacob preached Sunday afternoon a beautiful, beautiful sermon. What better way to go is when we in Jesus' eyes. Amen. Because when we use our eyes, it's hard to go. It's hard to go forward when we use them. We use our eyes. Yeah. Amen. But if we can start seeing things as Jesus seen them, we'll we'll see that he said, he told me, I mentioned a boat earlier. He said, look, we're gonna go to the other side. If they had seen the, the storm as Jesus had seen them, they would have never even woke him up. But they know Jesus said we're going to the other side, so it's cool. We'll be all right. We might get a little water in the boat, but it'll be okay. We'll get through here. And, and, and this is that's going to be our key is if we can start seeing things as Jesus seen them. We, if we can see things as Jesus seen them, or in you'll walk through that door and we'll hug the neck and love them. We'll say, I want so glad you're out if we can see things as Jesus sees them, when we're sitting at a restaurant and and, and uh, that waitress is horrible and pitiful, and you're thinking, my goodness, I wish I had a better way. You'll see that person. And you'll see through that. And you'll see the hurt and the pain. And you'll see. And you'll say, hey, can I pray for you? Amen. And that's what it's going to take for us to go forward is when we get the eyes of Jesus and we just look forward. Let, let, let me... Read the scripture. I wasn't planning on. I'm sorry. I already got you standing. So just bear with me for one moment. I'm gonna read this scripture because this is this is needs to be our our, our mindset with this. Uh, it's Hebrews 12 1. It says, "Wherefore seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run this weight right run." With patience, the race that is set before us. And, and, and this is what we got to do. Some things we got to lay aside so we can go forward. But verse two is is so important. This he said, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We said, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
set down the right hand of the throne of God. What's he saying here? He said, hey, for the joy that was set before him. You think, what was set before him? It was a cross. Jesus looked at that cross as a joy that was set before him because he understood and knew what, what was going to come with that cross. There was going to come victory for souls. There was going to come victory for people. And when we can look at the fact our cross in our life is not like Jesus's, our cross is us having to sacrifice to pray, sacrifice to read our Bible, sacrifice to, to fast and seek God, sacrifice when we bite our lip and we want to really want to punch somebody in the nose. You know what I'm talking about. That is our sacrifice. When we look at it, we're looking through Jesus' eyes. That's what's going to get us to go forward and not be stuck in motion. Because I want to tell you, if you want to find a reason not to come, you won't come to church. If you find a reason not to pray, you won't pray. If you want to find a reason not to love somebody, you can find a reason not to love somebody. And God's not looking for a reason to send us to hell. I know that. He's made a way for us to make heaven our home. And in order for us to go forward, we're going to have to see as Jesus said. We prayed about it. Let God do something great in this place in our lives. Could, could we just speak to the Lord tonight in prayer and say, God, what's hindering me? Whatever's hindering me, God, I don't want that thing to stop me. But Lord, I want to be able to go forward, Lord. Jesus. God, I want to go forward. So can we talk to the Lord right now? Seek his face.